Hey everyone, it's Jeannie, the Pistol Packin' Mountain Mama Health Nut. I'm so glad you're here. I hope life is treating you well today. I hope you find today's episode helpful, and I hope it makes you smile just a little. Remember to hit the follow button so you don't miss an episode. And you can find my websites and email in the show notes. Check those out and learn more about who I am and why I started a podcast. And I just want to thank all of you who are listening. Your support means everything to me, so thank you. My podcast is sponsored by a company called 3 International. It's a new proactive wellness company that has high-quality nutritional supplements that come from whole foods. There are three pillars of science that back these products. They are exploration, which is traveling the world to find pure ingredients, curation, which means it's subject to rigorous testing, and absorption, because most nutritional supplements are not properly absorbed by the body and essentially are flushed out, never being utilized. The three company utilizes cellular absorption technologies to get the nutrients into the cell for maximum wellness and bioavailability. You can check these products out on my website, genieolson.iii.earth, which is also listed in the show notes. All the products undergo rigorous third-party testing and are listed in the physician's desk reference. And you can look that up at www.pdr.net. And make sure to check out my favorite product, Vitalite. It's the first vitamin mineral supplement I have ever taken that makes me feel great and gives me more energy. And also, there is a customer program so you don't have to pay retail. Okay, so today's episode is the gut microbiome. Almost everyone I talk to when it comes to their health tells me that gut health is what they need the most help with. And I feel there is a lot of people who struggle with it. Nine out of ten people have digestive problems or bloating, gas, upset stomach, fatigue, or a host of other problems. So I decided I need to do an episode on the gut microbiome, what it is, and how you can improve it. I've mentioned it several times in other episodes, and I've also mentioned it more than once, that I struggle with leaky gut. So I thought it would be helpful to explain it in more detail. First, what does the word microbiome mean? Well, micro means small, and biome is more than one habitat or a living space that coexists. So microbiome is a small space with different communities in it. It's like a small garden with little elves, gnomes, and fairies living in it. Well, it's kind of like that, and it's called the gut microbiome. But instead of elves, it's it's trillions of microorganisms of thousands of different species of bacteria, fungi, candida, parasites, and viruses that in a healthy person coexist peacefully together, and you can find them throughout the body. The largest amount lives in the small and enlarged intestines. It's kind of disturbing, you know, to think that we have little bacteria and parasites running around in and on our bodies. If you've ever looked at them under a microscope, it might freak you out, but it's also fascinating. Certain colors of stains are applied to them so you can see different shapes, colors, and sizes of what looks like little pieces of hard candy. What is cool is that besides having a gut microbiome, you also have a respiratory microbiome, a skin microbiome, a urogenital microbiome, and a mouth microbiome. And maybe that's why they say that dogs have cleaner mouths than humans. So where do they live in the intestines? Well, according to the National Library of Medicine, they live in the mucus lining, which is a layer of mucus that lines the walls of the intestine. It lubricates and acts as a physical barrier against harmful pathogens. 
So if you think of a garden hose, inside the hose is a rubber layer that prevents water from leaking out. That rubber layer in the hose represents the mucus layer in the intestines. Okay, so each person has a unique network of these organisms in their body. It's determined by one's DNA. You are born with a specific host of microorganisms and then later on, environmental factors and diet can change it to be either beneficial to your health or cause disease and illness. The importance of these tiny microscopic gardens can't be overstated. They help protect the body against invading pathogens, activate the immune system, digest food, protect against disease causing bacteria, controls inflammation, breaks down toxic food, and can even produce certain vitamins. So if they're out of balance, they can cause problems like yeast infections, bacterial infections, or other diseases. If you ever feel like you get sick a lot with colds or flu, it may be that your gut microbiome is out of balance. What can upset this healthy balance? Well, besides family genes and environmental factors, a lot of it is what you eat. Sucralose and other artificial sweeteners and sugar are big ones. Check out my episodes about sucralose and sugar if you haven't listened to them already. And other foods that can upset this delicate balance are fried foods, alcohol, highly processed foods, and not eating a diverse diet. And antibiotics is also a big one. They do kill the bad bacteria, but they also kill the good bacteria. And it can take up to a year to get your gut microbiome back in balance after just being on them for 10 days, which is the usual amount of time you take them for an infection. And if your microbiome is out of balance, certain toxins are able to multiply and cause inflammation that destroys the intestinal walls, causing leaky gut. Now before I tell you how you can heal and protect your gut microbiome, I want to explain what a biofilm is. According to biologydictionary.net, it's It's basically a layer of slime consisting of colonies of organisms like bacteria, fungi, and parasites that attaches to a surface, and its job is to protect the organism, kind of like a shield. And over time, if you have a poor diet or use a lot of antibiotics, these biofilms form and shield or protect the bad organisms or bad bacteria and viruses so they can thrive, and it becomes harder for the good bacteria to kill off the bad bacteria. Now, one way to start healing your gut is to break up this biofilm. You do this by removing its food supply. And it's worth mentioning here again that sucralose and sugar are two substances that feed this biofilm and make it stronger, as well as other foods I've mentioned earlier. So remove the foods that feed it and then add foods that will break it down. And a few natural things to use that I know of are apple cider vinegar, oregano oil, coconut oil, and garlic. And I personally... Put one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar in eight ounces of water and drink this every day. And there is a word of caution. Make sure to use a straw and rinse your mouth out after drinking it because it is acidic and can damage tooth enamel. Now to heal and protect your gut, it's suggested that you increase fiber, which feeds the good bacteria. Also increase healthy proteins back into your diet. You should also start taking more probiotics and prebiotics. You can do this through supplements or foods such as yogurt and sauerkraut. And a side note is to add these to your diet slowly. Also, collagen and bone broth are helpful to consume. I consume both of these daily as well. Dr. Josh Axe came up with a yummy pumpkin smoothie that he has his clients eat every morning. And it's basically pumpkin, coconut milk, pumpkin spice, cinnamon, collagen, and ginger. 
And you could maybe add a little monk fruit if you like it sweeter. It sounds yummy to me. It's important to heal your gut, not just for better health, but also because the gut and brain work together, and it's called the gut-brain axis. The gut has actually been called the second brain because they can work independently of each other or together. And when they work together, the brain can send signals to the gut, or the gut can send signals to the brain. An example is when you get a nervous sensation or butterflies in your stomach before giving an important presentation. That is your stomach and brain working together. A 2021 review published in the journal Pharmacological Research suggests that poor gut health may contribute to the onset and progression of mental health conditions like depression, Alzheimer's, and Parkinson's disease. So the bottom line is you need to take care of your gut. Throw out the bad stuff, find ways to decrease stress, consume natural healthy options, and try not to use antibiotics if possible. Okay, so I hope you found this helpful. Leave me a comment below or shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. So now on to Mountain Adventures. Before I begin, my husband Nick and I have always relied on our Savior Jesus Christ. He has given us strength and direction and has kept us safe many times over. I encourage you to seek him out in all that you do. Now about that skunk. I'd really like to meet the person who said, Oh, you can't shoot a skunk. That's so inhumane. They said you should relocate them, the poor little things. Well, we didn't have a skunk problem until someone, and you know who you are out there, relocated them to our ranch. Nick and I own and operate a cattle ranch in the Rocky Mountains of East Idaho. We are completely off-grid, producing our own power with inverters, solar panels, a windmill, and a backup generator. Just producing our own power is enough, but now we have to deal with skunks as well. Now maybe, just maybe, they walked here on their own. They have four feet after all, but I doubt it. Here are a few fun, not-so-fun facts about skunks. Those little black and white varmints who are slightly bigger than a kitty cat. In fact, Nick calls them little black and white kitties. Their white stripes point to their weapon, their sprayer, and this is to catch the attention of the predator. They also do a little warning dance by stomping the ground, slapping their tail, and will even stand up on their hind paws. I had a skunk once see me coming toward it. Of course I had my thirty-eight pistol, and it just turned around and slowly started walking away, like it wasn't concerned about me at all, and then when I got closer, it took off running for dear life. It actually made me laugh. Okay, skunks need to reload, so after the first shot or spray, they can't spray again for 10 days. I hope this one is true. They're nocturnal and solitary and have great night vision. They can spray up to 10 feet away. I'll stay back 20, thank you. Their spray is also flammable. Ah, that gives me an idea. Okay, well, maybe not. It is fire season right now in Idaho, dang it. Okay, skunks don't hibernate, and I thought they did. They occasionally huddle in communal dens for warmth. This and during mating season are the only time skunks will associate with each other as they prefer to live and forage alone. They like to steal from chicken coops, eggs, or the chickens. They're the primary carriers of rabies. Okay. You can smell them up to one and a half miles away. So it sucks when they spray up by the house. 
They will often attack beehives. They like to eat wasps and honeybees. Okay, eating the wasps is a good thing. Also a good thing is that they like to eat mice and venomous snakes. They are unaffected by doses of venom 100 times higher than what could kill a household pet. And they live in forest edges, woodlands, grasslands, and deserts. They typically make their homes in abandoned burrows, but will also live in abandoned or not abandoned homes. I have a friend who lives in an older home, and a family of skunks decided to move in under her house, and she had a heck of a time getting them to leave. She spent months trying everything. Once they move in, I think they expect you to move out. Now, I have several skunk stories to share, but today I want to share the story about Nick and the shotgun. I've had an ongoing war between me, the cats, and the dogs, and it didn't matter where I fed the cats, the dogs would find their food and promptly eat it. Now, we need cats around to keep the field mice and pack rats away, and we need the dogs to help keep the coyotes out of the yard and to help herd cattle. So I needed a solution where we could all be happy. I first tried feeding the cats on a large hay bale near the haystack, which is not too far from the house, but somehow the dogs figured out a way to get up on the round hay bale and eat the food. So then I had to come up with a plan B. I rummaged around and found some old lumber, old plywood, and pallets. I nailed them together, making a little house on top of the pallets. I found some old tin and put that on the roof. None of the boards or plywood were the same size, but eventually I had a place where I could place the food in an old cake pan through a little door into the house. The cats could go in there and eat, and the food stayed dry, and the cats were safe. The house had a few leaks, but it worked. The dogs couldn't get to the food. Nick said my creation looked like a shelter for the homeless. Rude. (laughs) I built this cat mansion about 20 yards from the haystack so the cats had a place to sleep and to feel safe. And now, enter the skunk. This little skunk could smell the cat's food, so he hung around the kitty's house a lot, and I would go tootling down to feed the cats. I say down because our house sits on a hill, and in the mountains everything is either up or down. Anyway, I would go tootling down to feed the cats, and I would see this little black and white kitty, and I was close to getting sprayed every time. It was becoming annoying, to say the least. So one evening, just before dark, I see the skunk again by the haystack, I ran back to the house and asked Nick if he would come and shoot the skunk, and at this point I hadn't really shot a gun very much, so I preferred Nick do it. So out the door we went, both with ear protection on and Nick with a loaded shotgun in hand. Our ear protection makes us look like we're airplane pilots, but they are very soundproof. We quietly made our way through the tall grass and snuck up on the skunk. We stood near the kitty mansion I had built. The skunk was busy digging under some loose hay and didn't notice us at all. Nick slowly raised the shotgun and took a shot. Hit. The skunk fell over on its side. I'm thinking, good riddance and end of story. But, lo and behold, that little varmint got up and was crawling, kind of dragging its body towards us. Nick was busy with his gun and didn't see it, so I'm hollering to him that the skunk isn't dead and is coming for us. I'm literally jumping up and down at this point, yelling, Shoot again! It's still alive! And Nick just stood there calmly looking at his gun. By this time, the skunk is only about ten feet from us. I just knew it was coming to attack us. And then it dawned on me. Nick couldn't hear a thing I was saying because we both had our ear protection on. And I couldn't hear a thing he was saying to me. He had been trying to tell me that he had a problem with the gun. While all of this is going on, the skunk was still crawling towards us, 
and came within about five feet from us and, and then huh, crawled under the kitty's mansion to get away from us. Phew! I looked over at Nick and he held up the gun, which was now in two pieces. Nick reached over and took my ear protection off and told me, I've been trying to tell you that the gun fell apart. Somehow when he shot, the gun just fell apart in his hands. Now I know why his brother Donnie gave us that gun. Never trust a relative. We both had a good laugh later on how silly we must have looked, jumping around, shooting, yelling at each other, and not being able to hear a thing. We never did see that skunk again. He probably crawled under somewhere and died. It wasn't under the kitty mansion because I never smelled it. Thank goodness. And that is how we eliminated one skunk. That doesn't mean I don't have more skunk stories to tell, because I do. But I will save them for another time. Hey, never a dull moment at the Enbaro Ranch. Okay, remember this. When you've done everything you can do, that's when God will step in and do what you can't. He loves you. Go get your dreams. If not now, when? See you next time. Thank you.